Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, my name is Roland Clark, and I'm here today on the New Books Network talking to Andrea Kaltenbrunner, who's a research fellow at the University of Vienna, where she's studying the National Christian Defense League in interwar Romania as an example of a multi-ethnic anti-Semitic movement. So that's her next project. But the book we're talking about today is based on her PhD dissertation at the University of Vienna, and it can roughly be translated as For the Faith Against the State, Old Calendarism in Romania, 1924 to 1936. Old Calendarism was a religious movement that appeared in northeastern Romania during the early 1920s and was based on rejecting the decision of the Romanian Orthodox Church to challenge the liturgical calendar in 1924. Andrea, um, many of our listeners have probably heard about old believers in Russia, um, but not about old calendarists in Romania. Can you tell us what's the difference? So uh, the term old believers refers to um, Orthodox uh, Christians who rejected uh, several reforms that uh, Patriarch Nikon implemented in the 16th century in uh, the Russian Empire. Whereas all calendarists, uh, these are a totally different group of Orthodox believers, um, all, all calendarists rejected um, the liturgi- uh, liturgical uh, calendar uh, that Orthodox churches introduced uh, in 1924. So uh, after the um, after First World War, many Orthodox churches decided uh, that it was time to change the their calendar because it was um, it was the Juli- Julian calendar, which was back uh, uh, with 30 days uh, to the Gregorian calendar. Um, so yeah, so they decided this in 1924. Um, what Orthodox believers thought is, okay, uh, now the Orthodox Church is coming with a new calendar, which is similar to the Catholic uh, one. Um, so we don't want to become uh, Catholic. So what, what does this uh, measure now means? So yeah, Orthodox, um, old calendarists uh, rejected um, this uh, uh, calendar reform, 1924. Um, so they really are completely different movements. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, if changing the calendar caused so much trouble because you spend several hundred pages in your book um, going through all the trouble that, they, that it caused, why do you think the Romanian Orthodox Church and the state was so insistent on changing it? Yes. Um, this question is related to the Orthodox Church in 1918 after First World War. It was one of the largest Orthodox churches in the world, uh, it had uh, almost a, a 15, over 50 million uh, members, um, so it was a really huge institution. But when we look closely, it was really divided because it was made up of really different uh, Orthodox churches. Uh, 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 after 1918, uh, it belonged uh, or the Orthodox Church from from, from Bessarabia, former uh, province of the Russian Empire. It had now Orthodox churches, uh, Orthodox Church from uh, Bukovina, uh, Transylvania, or parts of the Habsburg Empire. So... Um, the Romanian, the new Romanian Orthodox Church really needed some measures to unify all these uh, institutions. And uh, al- although it was just a symbolic uh, measure, it was really a, a crucial one, uh, a defining one, especially in, in the eastern part in Bessarabia, um, which was, as I mentioned, part of the uh, Russian Empire, because it was also a sign to say, okay, uh, 
this part does no longer belong to the Russian Orthodox Church, but it was now uh, part of Romania. Um, the Russian Orthodox Church continued to use the old calendar. So yes, it was a unif- unifying measure uh, and defying <laughs> measure to say, yeah. It's it's ironic that when you try to unify, you actually divide. Uh, <laughs> old calendarism was really strong in parts of Bessarabia and parts of Moldavia. Uh, but in this book, you focus on Bessarabian old calendarism in particular. What was it about interwar Bessarabia that makes it such an interesting case study on peasant religion and nation building? Mm, yeah, so... Um... At the beginning, um, uh, the Romanian Orthodox Church argue, argued, okay, we need this uh, calendar reform in order to modernize, in order to be at the same level with the state, because the, the administration was using uh, already the new calendars, to say. And um, in Mo- so while in Moldova and in other parts, it was just a modernization measure, in Bessarabia it was also a nationalizing uh, me- me- measure. It was like uh, for national homogenization. Um, so when Orthodox believers there started to question the reform, uh, the central government said, okay, so you are rejecting our measure, so you are against us. Uh, uh, it immediately gained a, a national uh, component. Uh, yes, it was no longer just um, by rejecting the reform Orthodox uh, believers there were not not just rejecting the state, but the nation as a whole. At least this is what the um, central authorities understood, and this is how they proceeded against uh, all calendarists. So it was kind of like a, we don't actually want to be part of Greater Romania. Oh, uh, it it developed to this uh, belief. Yes, yes. Um. So you told us that people in Bessarabia were they weren't that happy with being part of this new Romanian nation state, um, and with the way that the Romanian Orthodox Church had sort of heavy-handedly brought them under its control. What did the church try to do to convince them to stay? Um, like, did they give out lollies or? Um, yes. Um, for me, I paid um, a lot of attention to this aspect it's because it was interesting. Now, uh, on the church has. 2.5 million uh, new uh, members from Bessarabia. Uh, how do you communicate to them your new reforms, your new measures, your new uh, beliefs, your new your new national program? Um, even even though the majority of the Orthodox believers in Bessarabia spoke Romanian and uh, yeah, they were Orthodox. It was surprising to notice that the that uh, Romanian Orthodox Church did little to implement this reform to to explain <laughs> what the new calendar was. Uh, I found some um, short uh, books and uh, uh, brochures, um, and that that's that's it. <laughs> so not very much. And put pressure on the local uh, priest, on the village priest, to explain uh, to the believers what uh, Romania was about, was what the, this calendar was about. And even when the priest said, "Okay, this is not enough. We need uh, more help," 
send us some people, send send us more help, because we alone we are not we are not able to explain such um, such a reform. And um, people are were from the beginning so much against it that yeah. So the Orthodox Church, uh, I think, they, they, they was so convinced about uh, their reforms and didn't do anything to to communicate it properly. Um, did the did the church stay unified in its argument or in its campaign, or did they start fighting amongst themselves? Oh no, this is a, a long question. So, so at the beginning, it was just a. Um, it's presented as a modernization measure, as a measure to, to to help the state. This was the message at the beginning. Um, as the uh, conflict was worsening, uh, they said, "Okay, no, no, no. This is it's nothing. It has nothing to do with the state. This has nothing to do with the Catholic Church. We. It's not a Catholic calendar. We. This is our calendar. This is the the best calendar in the world. Yes. So this is was also difficult to explain because at the beginning they had uh, they said something and then they came with another uh, version. And then of of course there were uh, priests in Bessarabia, um, high ranking priests who said, okay, we just we have to give up because just um, too, too too much protest. Uh, just the, the Orthodox believers, we our members will never accept this uh, reform. So it was difficult. There were regional, um, yeah, p- protests. Yeah. Why were people calling it a Catholic calendar? Um, because at the beginning it was somehow presented like this, uh, and yeah, because uh, the Catholic Church was the first who changed the Julian calendar in the 16th, 16th century. So, uh, yeah, and yeah, they, they they noticed that they were celebrating on the same time with the Catholic believers. Uh, yeah, something that was not uh, usual for them. So they said, okay, we are getting closer to the Catholics. <laughs> It kind of feels like selling out to the West. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, Every social and religious movement needs leaders. What sorts of people were most involved in helping organise cold calendarism and spreading the message? Um, Yes. Um, I should say, mention that I used mostly state and church-produced sources, documents, and they presented somehow a distorted version. They say, okay, uh, um, the simple peasants and oh, they are not in, they, are, they cannot organize some, this kind of protest. Uh, somebody, our enemies, our national enemies are acting now against us. Uh, so, yeah, they looked intensely, intensively for scapegoats and they found it pretty easy. Um, they were the communists, um, and they were uh, all kinds of Russians uh, who uh, the state thought that were behind this uh, movement. But when we look closely, closely, uh, we notice that these were just uh, the leading old calendarists were the just normal people, normal peasants, because it was a rural movement. For them, it was like a it was a natural reaction. 
to oppose the reform. So uh, when the state, uh, a new state comes and imp- wants to implement a um, reform, they said, okay, no, 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 no. This is just our, against our beliefs, as against our everything, against, and it was just easy, easy for them to oppose um, the reform. Um, in Moldova, uh, I noticed that uh, leading all calendarists were from mon- monks and nuns uh, from the monasteries, uh, but this was regional, a uh, specific um, regional for this uh, region. Um, you just mentioned nuns. Were were many women involved as leaders, or are they mostly followers in this movement? I would say mostly followers, but. Yeah, what I could identify is um, okay. Uh, women organized or the the, the the lowest level or the village level. They they gathered money, signatures, but they never were never like priests or uh, they didn't fulfill uh, religious uh, ceremonies or so on. But they helped organizing uh, the community on the on the village level. And, and this is the problem we're trying to study village level politics is the state doesn't know what's going on. And so it's hard for historians to find out because we're relying on state documents. Oh, it's it's really difficult, yes. Um, so as you said, there seemed to be a lot of monks involved. What was happening to monasticism at this time that might have made monks particularly belligerent or ready to fight back against the state and the church? Um. I think after First World War, they started to, to feel um, better, or how to say, the state was more present in their uh, daily lives, to say, because uh, authorities looked closely if the uh, monasteries accepted the reform. So uh, they felt the pressure from the state to adapt to these uh, reforms. Uh, this was one state presence, I would say, and second, um, there was an agrarian reform after First World War, and this agrarian reform largely affected the the churches because they too had to uh, give their uh, land uh, to the state. So uh, there was a financial dissatisfaction towards the state from the from the monks, and also, yeah. Um, they felt that their authority was uh, they are, they were forced to give up their authority uh, to the state, and then uh, as I mentioned, the state looked closely if um, the monks accepted the reform. If this was not the case, towards the end of the nineteen twenties, they were then uh, forced to leave the monasteries. So yeah, um, overnight they were without uh, shelter, without food and money, and they looked okay. So they said, okay, we need uh, a new job, <laughs> and uh, all calendarists, peasants were more than happy to accept them among them and to provide for them. And in exchange, these monks um, played the role of uh, village priests or uh, old calendarist priests. So it was definitely a mistake from the uh, uh, part of the state to say to all these monks, okay, just leave the monastery if you do not agree with the, the calendar reform. Because it brought the monks and the uh, peasants closer together. Yeah, take away their money and their authority and then their houses, and you get surprised when, they, when they're upset. <laughs> um, old calendarism is unlike almost any of the other religious movements in 20th century Romania uh, because it gets violent and 
this is one of the most interesting chapters in your book, I thought, um, because they fight back several times in the 1920s and 30s um, with these pitched battles. What happens to make old calendarists fight back? Uh, yes. Um, so, again, state presence, it, it increased. <laughs> the state presence increased, uh, and um, responsible for this was uh, uh, the gendarmerie, uh, uh, rural um, security force um, in uh, Bessarabia. And um, the gendarmerie was allowed and ordered uh, to um, follow <laughs> the old calendars, to look after them, to see what they are doing. So, um, yes, when all calendarists noticed this uh, control and uh, punishment, because the gendarmes punished also all calendarists, they just uh, protest and oppose. And uh, there are uh, some cases, as you mentioned, where this gets really violent. And, uh, yeah, um, in the historiography, these uh, conflicts are known as uh, rebellions, from the old calendarists, yes. Um, in a lot of the sources about police and gendarme persecution of neo-Protestants, like Baptists and Pentecostals, it seems like the the gendarmes actively wanted, like the individuals wanted to persecute these groups because they were angry with them. Um, do you get the sense that the, the gendarmes really were, were upset and hostile themselves towards old calendarism, or was it they were just doing their jobs? Oh, totally. They were <laughs> upset. They were actually not understanding what was going on. And this has a lot to do with the institution of <laughs> gendarmerie. Yes, it was, a, at least in Bessarabia, it was a really new, really new institution made up at the beginning mostly of uh, soldiers, but then of gendarmes sent from other parts of Romania. When they arrived in Bessarabia and saw <laughs> the chaos uh <laughs> It was not chaos, yes, but it was. Uh, they saw uh, different religious groups, uh, uh, different languages. Uh, they, I think they understood little what was going on there, and they just perceived everything that was different uh, to their orthodox belief and to their Romanian language uh, as hostile. So when they saw peasants that they were not following the calendar, they would they have different days to celebrate. It was just unimaginable uh, for them. So, yeah, um, many gendarmes acted out of their uh, nationalistic um, beliefs, yes. Because uh, at some point, the interior minister tried to <laughs> to talk with the gendarmes and to say, okay, just pay attention how you follow the old calendars. Don't be so... Uh, uh, so intrusive, so even so violent, and the gendarmerie was like, "No, you you have no idea what they are doing there." So <laughs> they uh, kept follow kept following old calendars. Um, and the police and the gendarmes they blame the church for the trouble. They say, "Well, these are your people. They're they're rebelling against you. You should fix it." Um, and the church said, "No, actually, these people are upset with the Romanian state, and you're provoking them." It's a police problem. Uh, who was right, do you think? Was this conflict about the church or was it about the state? Um, yes, yeah, so uh, gendarmerie and the, the gendarmerie and the police was definitely right when they say uh, when they were saying that this is a church problem. 
because uh, the church was at the beginning responsible for implementing the reform, for explaining the reform uh, to uh, to its members, yes. But then the church noticed that the situation was uh, out of control and asked for uh, for state help, yes, and uh, at the end of the 1920s. And um, the, the central authorities said, okay, we will provide uh, this help. So they started to work together uh, security forces and church, the church uh, on implementing the reform, uh, meaning on forcing the their belief, the Orthodox believer to accept the reform. So uh, at the end, it was a state and a church uh, problem. But it was like always like a game game when uh, the church uh, felt that it was doing good and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was had everything under control said okay we don't no, no longer need a state but it was it was difficult yes it was such a sensitive uh, reform and to for uh, police uh, forces and church to work together it was a um, it was a bad combination from the perspective of the orthodox uh, believers because um old calendar is said uh, thought uh, if the church want to talk with us then uh, yes, uh, its representatives from Bucharest, from Chisinau, should come to us and talk with us, but not send uh, gendarmes and police to 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 do, it, to do this. Mm. Um, yeah, it's almost like a hot potato that no one really wants to touch, but <laughs> everyone wants something to fix. It wants it fixed. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so your current project, you're working on an anti-Semitic political party called the National Christian Defence League. And uh, I was really surprised to see in your Old Calendarist book that the the Defence League was involved in Old Calendarism. Can you tell us what the relationship between an anti-Semitic political movement and uh, a movement about religious reform, how did they get together? I came across this aspect um by researching researching something else, I was interested in the in connections uh, between communists and old calendarists. I know it sounds absurd, but this is what um, at, first, at the at the beginning of my research I read. Okay, old calendarists were so repulsive, were so much against the Romanian state because these were communists. These were supported by a communist organization from uh, Soviet uh, Russia. So I started looking at uh, political connections uh, between local communist organizations and uh, and old calendarists now in Bessarabia. But um, reading, searching, uh, I discovered something else, that uh, uh, Lang, uh, the, this anti-Semitic party, was very much uh, looking uh, into gaining old calendarists on uh, their uh, side. And uh, as, then I went in Bucharest and noticed, okay, but the, officially Lang was not so open for old calendaries. And then I said, okay, it was just regionally specific that uh, a regional organization of this anti-Semitic party, uh, okay, said, okay, if you are against calendar, we can accept that. We will help you to receive back the old calendar. And they spoke, a similar language, 
all calendaries look for uh, political support and uh, they were more than happy when uh, when Lang uh, came and provided for them. And uh, the fact that the party was so anti-Semitic was not at all a problem for them. <laughs> so the old calendarists, they need some sort of um, political support because they don't have the money and they don't have the organisational structures to be able to spread their message. Exactly, yeah. Um, and they don't like Jews either, so they don't really care that Lunk is anti-Semitic. Uh, but what's in it for Lunk? Uh, votes, <laughs> uh, political support, uh, but mostly uh, votes, uh, yes. So they needed the support in a region when they weren't necessarily strong to start with. Exactly, um, yes. In, in the last chapter of the book, you examine a sociological study of old calendarism, which is written in 1931, and you talk about 20 sociologists were sent out from Bucharest to study old calendarism in the village of Konova. What, what did they find? What were some of the things that you found most interesting about what the sociologists, when they got to this village, discovered? Yes, um, it was interesting uh, to see that they found... Uh, Orthodox believers who used both calendars. They said, okay, we uh, celebrate according to the new calendar, but also uh, according to the old calendar. Um, this was for me interesting because I thought I, you are either on one side on, or on the other side. Um, then um, it's, it was interesting to see that the sociologists didn't notice how big of a deal this issue was. They underestimated uh, the dissatisfaction. Um, they went only in Cornova. Uh, it was not a center of the old calendarist movement. Um, and it was also interesting to see that uh, um, all calendars can reject, uh, can be against uh, uh, the calendar reform, but uh, can do it peacefully and quietly, uh, without violence, without organizing. Um, in Cornova, there was no uh, separate all calendars uh, praying house or, or, or church like uh, in other uh, villages. So yeah, it was like um, more of a, a passive uh, form of a protest. Yes. Uh, and therefore, it's probably more safe for the sociologists to turn up. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. What did they find out about demographics? Like, uh, were most old calendarists old women or yeah. young men? Or Yes, the, the study says the majority were old people. And um, um, here, uh, I'm not sure about this because uh, this was the belief, uh, widespread belief uh, of the church and um, even of the uh, the beginning um, of the authorities that, okay, it's not a problem, uh, this protest, this, this is just uh, from all the people who are not used to uh, reforms, to, to the idea of uh, modernization, yes, of modernizing. Uh, so this is what the study also uh, shows. But... Uh, Yes, when I look closely and in uh, in villages where where the old calendaries had a strong organizations, there, there I notice okay, old uh, young um, 
people organize everything is uh, everyone is uh, organizing together against the uh, reform yeah did you find any russian communists you said before that you were you went looking for them because that's what the police said were there um no not yet <laughs> no 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 uh no, <laughs> really not. Uh, because uh, I found uh, uh, local organizations, communist organizations, uh, but they said, okay, okay, no, this is just too much for us. The religion, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. They were, they could not understand uh, this uh, kind of uh, protest and. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the meaning of the calendar, it was, yeah, they, they, they focused on other uh, aspects. Um, were there any Russians, even? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. And um, in uh, Kishinev, uh, there, were, uh, there was a group of uh, Russian Orthodox. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit hard to explain. Um, these were um, Orthodox believers, uh, part of the Orthodox Church in Bessarabia, uh, who, after 1918, uh, rejected um, the unification of the Orthodox Church in Bessarabia with the Romanian Orthodox Church, and said, okay, we are... Um, part, we belong to the Russian Orthodox Church and we will always be part of the Russian Orthodoxy. And they kept the uh, Russian as a liturgical language and they also uh, kept the odd calendar. Um, during, uh, during, and they tried to organize their own separate church, which was uh, against uh, the law in Romania by that time. Uh, it, the state allowed only one Orthodox Church to exist, and this was the Romanian Orthodox Church. So it was not allowed to have a separate uh, church. Um, nevertheless, they continued to organize the, um, under the pressure of the police uh, and so on. And uh, during the 1930s, they uh, became aware that uh, there, there were peasants in, uh, in northern Bessarabia who were very much against the calendar reform. And they tried to approach them and to say, so, yes, we use our... Uh, uh, we use the old calendar, but yes, we have also Russian's liturgical uh, language. Uh, and they said, there's no problem, we need to priest, <laughs> and you are welcome here. So, yes, uh, but this was not, these were not intensive uh, contacts. And uh, this happened, as I said, in the 1930s, when the state control was also increasing. So they didn't have uh, too much time to organize together. And yes. So the old calendarism doesn't come out of the Russians, but they do find common purpose and they're willing to work together near the end. Exactly, exactly. Um. So Kishino is quite a big city, but most old calendarism happens in small villages. Um, were there old calendarists in the cities as well? Oh, yes, yes. Um, um, at, the, uh, at the city, uh, not in the centre, but um, uh, at the periphery of uh, Kishino, uh, I read reports that there were um, Romanian Orthodox uh, 
uh, Christians uh, who were against the reform and they they were just they joined the this uh, Russian church. Uh, in, yes, mm. yes. It's very interesting. Um, it's an amazing movement and a really interesting part of the world. Um, so thanks for talking talking us through that really fascinating subject. Thank you. And um, the book's there for anyone that wants to read it. Uh, the It's in German, so um, hopefully you can read German to get it. But um, even for those that don't read German, Andre has just unpacked some of the core themes of it for us today. So thank you very much, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me.